news on this Wednesday. The event is the wise use of mass media. The Ministry of Information presents the wise use of mass media. Wednesday, September 27th at 7 p.m. Muhammad Mosque 47 at 5508 North 50th Street. 5508 North 50th Street. Join us for this event at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, September 27th. See you there. Stay tuned for updates from National Public Radio News. This is the Sunday Forum. Keep it tuned. We're shedding light. in Washington. I'm Giles Snyder. Thousands more General Motors and Stellantis workers across the country went on strike this weekend. Stephen Basaha of the Gulf States Newsroom reports on the expansion of the United Auto Workers strike. This started as a targeted strike at just three assembly plants. And even with 38 more plants now joining in, it's still targeted. They're all much smaller plants that distribute parts rather than make them. But that's still going to be a problem for dealerships and car owners needing repairs. That's according to Shelley Thomas, a GM worker joining the strike in Mississippi. It's going to be a nightmare. They're not just ordering those parts just to order those parts. People need those parts. United Auto Workers President Sean Fain said the union did make significant progress negotiating with Ford. So no new plants are striking against that automaker for now. For NPR News, I'm Stephen Basaha in Tupelo, Mississippi. The remnants of tropical storm Ophelia are making for a wet, windy day along much of the east coast. Ophelia has been downgraded to a post-tropical cyclone, but forecasters are still warning of coastal flooding and heavy rain from Washington, D.C. to New York City. Officials in El Paso, Texas, say the city is at a breaking point amid a jump in migration. They say the city sees more than 2,000 asylum seekers every day and they're straining shelter capacity and resources. El Paso opened a new shelter this weekend, but even then, the emergency management coordinator, Jorge Rodriguez, says the city is chartering buses to take migrants elsewhere. Every individual that boards one of those buses is going voluntarily. They, they sign a form stating that they're going uh, voluntarily to the destination of their choice. Uh, no one is being forced. Republican governors in Texas, Arizona, and Florida have been criticized for sending migrants to other states. But El Paso officials say migrants are voluntarily be taken to the cities of their choice. Israel has conducted a deadly raid in the occupied West Bank and has carried out strikes on the Gaza Strip. NPR's Daniel Aston reports on the latest violence during a Jewish holiday period. Israel's army says it raided a Palestinian refugee camp where it neutralized dozens of explosive devices and dug up roads to detonate bombs planted underneath. Israel says Palestinians opened fire and injured a soldier. Israeli troops fired back, killing two Palestinian men with gunshots to the head, according to Palestinian officials. And in the blockaded Gaza Strip, in the last couple days, Israel's army has struck Hamas posts and fired at Palestinians, staging violent protests along Israel's fence with Gaza. Israel is now imposing a ban on the entry of Palestinians for the Jewish holy day of Yom Kippur when airports and businesses close and most traffic comes to a standstill. Daniel Estrin, NPR News, Tel Aviv. And from Washington, you're listening to NPR News. Negotiators for striking Hollywood writers and major studios are to meet again today, marking five straight days of talks. The writers walked off the job in early May in a dispute over compensation amid the streaming era. Hollywood actors joined them in July, putting the entertainment industry into two simultaneous strikes for the first time in decades. Many of NPR's newsroom employees are in the same union as the actors, but work under a separate contract. A policeman has been killed and at least one other wounded in an attack overnight in northern Kosovo. Officers said they were attacked from several directions as they approached trucks that had been used to block a road. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhardt reporting. Kosovo's police force says its officers were attacked with what they called an arsenal of weapons, including hand grenades. Many details are not yet clear, but it seems likely to inflame tensions that have long been running high in north Kosovo. The area borders Serbia, and its population is majority ethnically Serb. 
Kosovo's Prime Minister, Albin Kurti, who's from the country's ethnic Albanian majority, called the incident a terrorist attack carried out by masked professionals. Mr Kurti accused organised criminal groups of attacking his country with the backing of Serbia, which sees Kosovo as a breakaway province. Belgrade denies such accusations. The BBC's Danny Eberhardt reporting. There's a new marathon world record today. Ethiopia's Tigisa Sefa smashed the women's record today by more than two minutes, running the Berlin Marathon in two hours, 11 minutes and 53 seconds. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News from Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Luminescence Foundation, dedicated to shedding light on neurological research focused on Alzheimer's and Parkinson's diseases and supporting land conservation initiatives, and the listeners who support this NPR station. Your news, your views, your values. This is WMNF Tampa, 88.5 FM. Now you don't have to wait till 9 a.m. to hear Democracy Now! You can hear it every morning at 8 a.m. on our HD3 channel, The Source. You can hear it on your HD radio in your car or hear it online at WMNF.org forward slash listen. That's Democracy Now! weekday mornings at 8 a.m. on WMNF's The Source and 9 a.m. on our main channel. And it's replayed on The Source at 5 p.m. every weekday afternoon. Join me late Sunday, early Monday for Body Rock with Mike B on WMNF 88.5 Tampa. The heavy metal disco train leaves the station at midnight for a three-hour dark journey into the sonic underworld of alternative music. Body Rock with Mike B. Sunday, midnight, WMNF 88.5. Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one and only DJ Spaceship reminding you that every Monday morning, that's right, every Monday morning on WMNF from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., tune in as me and my co-pilot Nate Dog give you the music you love, the topics to get you talking, and the motivation to get you out your bed to start your week off right. back on the Sunday Forum with Walter L. Smith II and Patrol Mobili. That's me from the Fourth Estate. And uh, we are playing some tunes today, but we're also talking about preservation of history. So we want to hear from you. 813-239-9663. 813-239-9663 is the number to call if you want to join the Sunday Forum this morning. And uh, you can also write us, DJ at WMNF.org. That's DJ at WMNF.org. And you can also text us a message if you don't want your own voice on the air. 813-433-0885. That's 433-0885. This is the Sunday Forum. And of course, next month, we'll be looking forward to your support to keep Sunday morning public affairs on the air, uh, we're going to hope to hear from you. So, But call us this morning. We want to hear from you this morning as we talk about history, as we talk about rep- rep- preservation of history, and we talk about the economic implications of losing history, losing neighborhoods. So there's a lot on the table this morning here on the Sunday Forum. This is a forum, but we're going to get back to... All of this uh, music and more talk. I understand there's some problems with our signal. Uh, we're going to work on that. Thank you for telling us about that. Uh, we're going to find out why that is. It sounds perfectly fine on our end. So we're going to continue to work on that. But listen to some music right now. This is the Gap Band from 1979. Shake. Shake. 
shake, 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 shake your booty. Yeah. <laughs> if my mother's listening right now. Yeah. Hey, hey, mama. We apologize. <laughs> That she probably doing it right now. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, my mother's a dancing fiend, man. She loves to dance. Yeah, and, and and let me tell you, the Gap Band is definitely one of her favorite groups. Uh while she probably can't remember the the all you know, all the different groups per se. Boy, she just loves some gap band, yeah. Okay. Well that's good. Yes, sir. And I remember in what, nineteen seventy eight, seventy nine when Shake Your Booty came out on the radio. It was uh, it was in, it was shocking to my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Shocking, absolutely shocking. She was like, oh, "What? They gotta pay already? You're next." No, <laughs> Lord, if only she knew. <laughs> oh goodness! What are we going to do with you, young people? <laughs> Talking all this booty shaking stuff, right? Now you see them grannies on there shaking their mind. <laughs> yeah, don't go to TikTok, boy. All the time. <laughs> right? Isn't that something? Hey, listen, welcome back to the Sunday Forum. <laughs> that was the sounds of the Gap Band and Shake. Yes, 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 yes. 1979. Listen, we're going to play some more uh, uh, Roy Ayers today because Roy Ayers' birthday was last week on the 10th. Um and we celebrate his achievements and who he was. Oh, well, not who he was. I'm sorry, who he is. is. Hey, man, many years, many years of Roy Ayers, man. You know, um, I, I miss Al Jarreau. Me too. I think about him. I miss him. Al Jarreau. Yeah. And you know what would have been an awesome concert, man? <laughs> Roy Ayers and Al Jarreau on the same stage, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that would have been everything, man. I would have paid anything to see that. Anything oh, to see that, man. That God bless his soul, man. Uh, uh, Al Jarreau was a jewel to the to the to R and B to funk to music. Period. But to R and B, funk, and jazz, uh, Al Jarreau was just he just was outstanding. Yes, he was outstanding. And Roy Ayers. Uh, certainly is one, is one of those legends, those living legends that uh, that that ranks up there without question as one of the greats, if not the greatest of all time. I mean, wow, you're talking about coffee. Most of the black exploitation movies that you're, that were out there, <laughs> you know, that was Roy Ayers' music. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus Christ Superstar, Roy Ayers, right? Uh, TV stations have his music playing, all of hip hop. Mm -hmm. That's what you hear, right? Oh yeah. So you know, it, it was, it, it's it's amazing to see the concerts with him in it. Yeah. You know where he actually goes out there and plays that xylophone, man. Um, outstanding. He he got that that algebra on there. Yeah, I just had to hear his voice. I'm sorry. Got to hear his voice, man. I just had to. Voice. That was "We Got By" by Al Jarreau. Oh man, Let, let's play it in the background and, this, and and let's answer these phone calls, man. All right, this is the Sunday Forum. Lord knows we got by. Yeah. Winter wishes wait till June. We brighten July with that hot dog. Tell your mama you're with Sue, baby You bring some beans and I will find the wine <laughs> Let's go back to the phone lines here on the Sunday Forum Go ahead, caller, you're on the Sunday Forum with Walter Hill Smith II Yo, yo, it's the auto NG. It's the morning to you, fellas uh, Hey, man the time. How you my doing, brother? Is, I'm all right, my phone is going to die, though, so if I go off it might be good riddance, you can say, but whatever. Okay. Just wanted to add to your, to your two people that you want to add. I would have to put Stanley Clark up there. Man. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. The greatest entertainers and artists came from who, what, and where. And they always trying to crush that to the earth. Crush it to the earth. So I appreciate what you're doing. I just wanted to let that be known and watch out for these ops out here that's always trying to <laughs> compromise us and compromise our, our standing 
in society because they're trying to keep it covert. Yeah. But we're looking right at the picture, and you can tell it's overt. So don't let them snick you. Don't let them trick you. That's all they do is for tricking and snicking and want to try to act like you lacking somewhere. <laughs> I heard them use the woke term up there in Congress the other day. I wanted to run up there and slap one. <laughs> 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 I said, you got that mess up there, son. If somebody shut something down because somebody woke, I said, oh, no. You, you, maybe you should have stayed in the bed with your little hoodie on. I think they really don't know how stupid they sound when well, <laughs> they say things like that. You ever heard stupid is that stupid does, my baby? Like, what mm. it look like? What it look like to you? <laughs> I was listening to my friend Walter talk about his experience and I was telling somebody else, that's the experience that you want right there. You go visit the people that know how to survive through this mass, this filthiness. Absolutely. Man. Through this atrocity, this mess, mess, mess. I just put it as one word, a mess. So, and we're in distress because of stupidity. We're not in distress because anything, and it's man-made. Yeah. That's right. Ignorance. For whatever, for, for whatever re reason, Mabila is unacceptable. I check mm -hmm. it off, unacceptable. You, you. I told my son the other day, you want everybody in peril because Trump in trouble? What is this? Yeah. When I got in trouble, everybody wasn't in trouble. When I get in trouble, when I get hurt, nobody ain't standing there, nobody lifting me up, pulling me out the mud or dragging me up. You make laws for us to help us, then you rescind the laws. And so where, where are we? Who are we talking to? Who are we dealing with? What is this, man? It's an attack on you. Mm -hmm. You take all your resources, all your economics, and they flip them to their side and, and, and distort the picture and act like they're doing something. That's all it's ever been. There's no unity in this here. They're using us as exploitation was the word I looked for a long time. A couple of weeks back, Mobile, that was the word because it just slips my mind how bad we'd be exploited. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's all I really had to say. I just wanted to say that I really enjoy you guys and what you're doing, man, because I was doing it when I could do it. And I... Uh, encourage everybody to be an advocate for the right, not for the wrong, for the good, not for the deep evil, the devil. <laughs> you know, this is the little, little characterizations of everything and everybody. And, and with that, another thing is I've been noticing how they, every time we have a disaster, they go get the relief funds before the disaster hit. So after the disaster hit, you can take and distribute the relief funds wherever and however you want to, to whomever you want to, and then at the same time be extracting those. Other purposes. Oh yeah, like a like a private army or like a whatever, <laughs> buying up the property that citizens can be. But whatever, man, whatever. Ain't nobody being blinded by that. Uh, they stole a lot of pandemic money. Somebody gave one some of their pandemic money to start it, to give it to his daughter's volleyball team or something. Right, <laughs> like, man, Come on. <laughs> they they didn't need it anyway. But oh, you just so ah, oh, get that over there. You know that's how it is. That's how. Pathetic, pathetic. Let's put it that way. And there's no oversight, and there will be no oversight. So they want to run it into the ground and then claim who did it. Look who the fingers gonna be pointing at all the time. Right. Change, yeah. change the narrative and the negative. Change the narrative with the negative. Change the narrative from the negative. Right. Yeah. That's right. Well, you know, I noticed he used the term "ops" just to explain that. That's a that means an opponent, <laughs> an enemy, the opposition. <laughs> they don't want to be called that or identified, but you got all people crossing the lines and all stratas that's falling into that position because their goal and aim is to hold you back and make sure you're down and make sure you're on the bottom. Right. Mm -hmm. I.e., that's why they bring in any topic over you, i.e., immigrations, other people, other things, other topics, anything but to deal with you straight up and straight on. Yeah, mm -hmm. while their guy is above the law. All of exactly. them. Oh, man, there is no law. They say there's no law that a, a Caucasian man should respect. Right. So that's where they act. That's the way they act. That's the way they do. And they allow it. They allow it. Their people, this culture, whatever, however you want to explain it. It, it should have never got this way. should have never been this way. And it's out of control. With me going to the beach with my jet skis and all that while you work like a dog, get all the pay for electricity and eat. Come on, man. You can see it. You can look at it. Watch. Just go get up in the morning and watch how many of them pull it. I look at them. I sit there and look at them. Drag the boat, waste the gas. <laughs> Just do everything while you, you be stuck there with the kids. You have to argue. You can't take them to the park. I mean, I'm talking about like Bush Gardens, Disney, or whatever. You can't take them to nothing recreational that's beneficial or memorable for the kids. 
You got to be stuck into some grouchy situation where they created in your neighborhood and in your community. And you got to look at this and deal with that. Yeah, and See, they stay posted up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. To make sure it's in place, man. The dichotomy must exist. <laughs> the paradigm must not. Hey, the paradigm must not kill. But it will. It does, and it will. Hey, Ron, how are we sounding out there? I'm hearing that we're getting some bad sound over the air. Are we sounding okay to you? Yeah, but I'm sitting up under uh, Advent Hospital right now, up under the outside. So I don't know what they had. I thought it wouldn't even let me communicate. But before I got in, it was breaking up. Yes, it was. But I was listening on the radio. It was breaking up. So, you know. Billy, I'll tell you like this here, you work on it and tweak it, and I'll get with you in the future. I'm going to bring some stuff up there for you, but oh, yeah. because I'm not slacking, I'm just busy as uh, the devil. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I had to figure that one out, but uh, we, we, you know from the beginning, just like I, that's why I said the word off, they have people messing with your technical abilities and your technical skills. I came back to you and I came back. When you take a test and they say, well, you failed it just by a little bit margin. Like, why always got to be, why I can't be over? Right. I didn't ask you for anything, just not apply your technique to me so that I'd be under. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel you. Yeah, you got to hey, take man, him, you got to go toe-to-toe with it. Every time. Yeah, it, it ain't nothing but a constant struggle, but we, in this generation, should be making it a little easier for the next generation. But as you know, when we flip the page, they change the words, they change mm-hmm. the writing. <laughs> change the rules. Change the rules to fit. Them. Every time. Every, every time. time. Every time. So every time. We 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 got to keep that in our minds when we have to make rules and do stuff. So we putting this in, but you better better for sure know that a couple of maybe even a generation or two here they come with it, pull it back out, snatch that back, take the teeth out mm-hmm. of that. So we we got something we need to do, and we don't need that uh in our way. That policy, <laughs> that procedure. Hey. Yeah, That's man. Right. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Hey, man, thanks, Ron. They just violated. Hey, thank, thank you, guys. You have a blessing, <laughs> blessed, right. a blessed turn, blessed turn on the earth. All right, thank brother. you. You too, you see, man. All right, salute, salute. All right. Uh, yeah. Announcement: We got a uh, Tampa Bay Criminal Justice Summit. It's going to be on October twentieth from nine a.m. to two p.m. A Tampa Bay Criminal Justice Summit from nine a.m. to two p.m. at the Barrymore Hotel. At 111 West Fortune Street, October 20th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. This is going to be dealing with the issue, the issues surrounding reentry and the reentry simulator, if you will, uh, that they will be putting uh, uh, the different aspects of reentry uh, for returning citizens to the test to find out what it is that can be. Uh, done to make the transition smoother uh, for these people who are returning citizens. So they're not having to live a life where they're constantly being prosecuted and persecuted in society. Mm-hmm. They did their time. They don't need to live a life where they're being where they're constantly being scrutinized all the time. They need to they need to be, you know, back in society. Right. Functional members of society. And so this is what the uh, with the justice, the criminal justice summit is going to be looking at. Again, this is going to be at the Barrymore Hotel at 111 West Fortune Street, October 20th, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. All right, all right, all right. What well, we got? We got uh, what's our, our next, our next song? We got uh, you wanted to hear more Roy Ayers. More Roy Ayers, baby. Man, we could do that, and uh, take the next telephone call. They got the phone calls are lining up. Right now, this morning here on the Sunday Forum, you can also call us at 813-239-9663. You can write us, dj at wmf.org. In the background, we're listening to Roy Ayers, Funk in the Hole, I think. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's the sounds of Roy Ayers and Funk in the Hole. All right. Go ahead. Call her. You're on the Sunday Forum. How y'all doing this morning? All right. How you doing this morning? I'm doing okay. I was listening to you guys. And I'm not, I understand the purpose of history. But we got to bring it around to a full circle. So a lot of this is us selling our properties to them. We're giving our property away because we go off and get educated. And we feel that we're too good to live in our own communities. 
So we want to live where they live. So we sell out where we had communities. We sell it away for cheap. And then we sit upon our hill and we look down and say, well, what they're doing. But it's, we don't, I still, I still got property with my mom and them and auntie and where they live. I still got property there. I stay on Lakeland now, but I always go home every day. I still go back to my community, right. where it was our community. I just feel like since I have a little more, I'm a little bit better. And I worry about those problems in that area there. I don't really put my brain on what Trump is doing, what uh, uh, Biden's doing, because we can't mold what we have in Plant City. We ain't going to be able to mold nothing else. First, we got to first learn to mold what we have. We got to hold our people responsible. And I was looking Absolutely. at it on TikTok, and it showed where the camp police beat up a little child, punched a, a young man, need him, ran and need him in his gut and bragged about it. We still got from the past getting beat down. I was, as a child, police beat me. And, and that's part of our history. Police beating us. Not even beating our kids. Uh, by us just talking about it. Ain't doing nothing. Our history gotta be set and act upon. We gotta act upon our history. We gotta stop the the violence that other communities does to us. We got to let the ones who do learn how to fix the problems in our area, stay in that area and fix that area. We don't need people coming from out of the area saying, oh, this is how you fix it. Let me go back on my heel and look down and see if you fixed it. We got to stay in our area. We need to stay there, re-educate our kids or educate our kids because a lot of them ain't educated. You gotta let them know what their purpose is, what our purpose is. We need to learn to listen to the kids and not just think we know it all as old folks. Because young kids have a different view and they don't see us the way we see us. Hello? Okay, all right. No, we heard definitely. And what you're saying is, as, as every bit of merit, uh, you, you're correct. Uh, I, I think we hold, we hold the, same, the same opinion with regard to what we have to do in terms of taking agency for our community and and its transformation in a positive way. And we just have to, we have to just fight a little harder, man. That uh, We have to try new ways of, of, of doing it and making certain that we are making traction and holding that traction. Uh, the, we gotta make sure that we're voting. We have to make sure that we're putting the proper people in office. But at the same time, we have to remind those people quite often that they are not there uh, as overseers, right? They're there because we put them there. They're there because we put them there. Their job is to do what we need them to do in our communities. All right. And we need to utilize our quasi-governmental agencies like our CRAs and make sure that we're holding them accountable too because they represent us. And as people who speak for us, in, you know, to uh, to our local, in this particular case, city council, we have to make certain that they are doing what needs to be done to transform our communities in a very, very positive way for a better quality of life for everybody. Um, yeah, and this, uh, this, this is how history continues to perpetuate itself. They use the police forces because this... Policing has been central to American racism Absolutely. and American slavery, you know. And to see this week a police officer from a body-worn camera cursing out citizens, black citizens in town, right. and taunting them just as if he wanted to get a violent rise out of them, you know, is a reminder, as the caller said, as he just said, you know, now they're going out, coming after our kids. So, you know, it's, it's important to understand and I, I like what the NAACP president, Yvette Lewis, had to say. This is totally unacceptable. Absolutely. Totally unacceptable. And that's just the beginning when we see video like that. This is just the beginning of the pushback, the fight that I hope ensues. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, we, we have little things happening. For instance, this week, um, there's going to be a press conference on Wednesday announcing the new microgrid. The solar microgrid is going in to the uh, Progress Village. 
uh, down in, in South County. Okay. Hey, listen, that took years to get to that point. And, but it took also self-sufficiency and self-determination because we could not sit around and waiting. I forget how many years I, I personally organized down there with other groups. And now we're pulling together in, in a collaborative effort to, to make this happen. This is something. And it's something big. It's a start. It's a mm-hmm. template. It's something that now our other communities can actually use in order to in order to, to implement it and actually do the same type of thing there to have uh, to have uh, energy justice, energy equity, uh, to fight the energy burdens. She shouldn't have to make a decision between paying for gas or putting food on the table and paying your electric bill, man. You know that's 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 absurd. That's absurd. And then in danger, some people are in danger of losing their kids because of the fact that they, they can't do the stuff, uh, they can't pay the utilities. That's a very dangerous thing. Um, but it's something that we, that, that's a reality in our community. And it's something that those people who are in power um, and, and run our power sit there and they are detached from. They don't, they, they don't care. They don't know. They're detached from it. They don't face it. So, hey, guess what? So what? Right? So guess what? We have to make sure that we're doing what needs to be done in order to protect ourselves and defend our own, our own. We have to do that ourselves. So, hey, man, you're absolutely right. And that's what we're doing starting out right this Wednesday uh, that, at, at noon. Check out that press conference. That's going to be awesome, man. That's going to be awesome. Okay. Um, Got more calls. More calls. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Let's, go. Let's go. Let's okay. get it. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Yes. Good morning. Peace and blessings. Hey, now. How you doing? Peace. All right. Thank you. I, I just want to say this first. Um you know, we have been called and named, uh, uh, especially, you know, black men from boy to the N-word to, uh, you know, we have been the sharecroppers. <laughs> now we are the returning citizen. All of it fit the same narrative of impeding progress, right. impeding the possibility of, you know, people being able to be just human. It is always those barriers. That is, uh, you know, given to us, and then somehow we accept it as the norm. And I just simply hate it because we should be telling the system and those that are in control of it that once we were told that when we paid (laughs) the society, we would be made whole. But that changed. Um, To the point of, uh, uh, Walter, you said about the cemeteries. I want to say I moved in Robles Park in 1987. And when I got to Robles Park, the older brothers and sisters were talking about a cemetery being right there. I lived in an apartment in 219 Kentucky. But those voices was dismissed because they didn't have the credentials, right? Mm, so mm, then you get a, um, mm. a North American, a wonderful, you know, white man named Ray Reed that dedicated himself to all of this research and could prove that there was a cemetery there. Then you found the reporter, um, Paul, Paul Guzzo. Guzzo. Yeah, Guzzo, that worked for the um, Times, um, uh, making contact with the NAACP saying this is a story. So... The, really, the historians come along to tell the story after the fact. And the criticism that I want to lay out right now is that there are knowledgeable black people that can get in front of a lot of this stuff. They can get in front of the regentrification of our neighborhood. They can get in front of the ongoing criminalization of black men and black children. But they won't. They won't get in front of it. I'm talking about black folks uh, of influence, of professionalism. They won't get in front of it because you know why? 99% of them are tied to jobs. And their self-interest is more important than the group's interest. That's why we are losing. Mm. That's why we have lost all of these historical landmarks. Irregardless of if it was public housing, we had great history from Central Park. 
great, wonderful history. The, the, pe- the merchants on Central Avenue depended on the people from that community to come and allow them to economically strive. All of it's gone. All we have now is a park. So we're losing. I don't know about other cities. I can only talk about where I live. We're losing out of fear, number one, greed, number two, that people will not organize themselves and their interests so we can start winning. Thank you so much. All power to the people. All right. All right. All right. All right. Thank all you. Back Let's to the next call. Let's get yep. to the next call. Let's go. So we run out of time. Go ahead, call her. You're on the Sunday forum. <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. It's all right. Oh, Let's get to the Sunday forum. <laughs> I'm going to be quick because I was making bacon. But, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I don't want it to burn. I was. I had a really bad night's sleep last night, and this is honest to God true. My old man's actually listening on the radio. I had a nightmare about Jim Jordan and uh, all his all of his shenanigans. It woke me up, and Uh, I started reading a few um, news articles about Jim Jordan. And I just wanted your opinion. What do you guys think about Merrick Garland and his? uh, I'm not too happy with Merrick Garland. Because I feel like he's not up to scratch for the job. He's not tough enough. And I looked up the definition of public corruption and how that violates federal law. And I feel like he should be, the Department of Justice should be pursuing a lot of those those congressmen and women. For example, Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, what I think it was Ghostar and a couple of senators for their contribution to the January 6th insurrection. Okay. And I feel like, if, and I'm sure you might know the exact definition of public corruption, but I'm, you know, I implore anybody who's listening to actually read the definition of public corruption. And it relates to. So many of these people, including Ron DeSantis, um, where they should be charged with crime. So I just wanted to get your your opinion on that. And I'll say one more thing because you were talking about being in uh, New Orleans, and I, I you mentioned a woman's name. Can you tell me the the woman in New Orleans whose name you mentioned the 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 Voodoo woman? I'm sorry. Oh, Marie Laveau. Okay, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear about her, but when you had mentioned her, I read about her uh, real quick online, oh. and she uh, it says a cultist. I'm surprised it doesn't say which, you know, but it's it's sad because it's like uh, I, people might take offense to this, but you know, so you you human traffic a whole a whole group of people from one nation across the globe uh, commit genocide, throw them into a new world that they've stolen from a whole group of people, and then they stuff a foreign god down these people's throats. So I don't see how she's an occultist. You know? I don't right. see how that's, the, right. that's the, the god that they shoved down her throat here is an acceptable God, but she, you know, would be an occultist. That's that's just, you know, that's just my opinion. But if you guys have any any opinions on, on especially the uh, public corruption with Merrick Garland, because I, I you know, Fanny, if Fanny Willis was the U.S. Attorney General, General, I wonder how things would go if they'd go differently. <laughs> so I'm going to hang up. I'm going to hang up. I'm going to go back to my bacon. You guys, I really enjoy your show. Thank you. Enjoy your bacon. Enjoy that bacon. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, honestly, it, it. I think like anybody else, um, but well, we 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 would we would hope we would hope that they would see it as see what happened on January sixth as a as an insurrection, right? Uh, 
and and I think that's the biggest thing is the question of whether of how people saw it, right? Did they see it as an insurrection? Do I see? Yes, I do see it as an insurrection. It was an insurrection. Um, it was certainly treason, and the people involved in it, every single one of them, deserved to be put in jail for what they did. It, it was a coup. Every it was an attempted coup. Them, every <laughs> single one of them. What they did was endanger lives. They endangered lives, and there's no place for that in this country. Uh, not, not, not like that. That's, that's, that's just not how you do it. That's not how you do it. Um, had, and, and then I think about, uh, with regard to, uh, the judgment that would have to be made regarding that, uh, I would, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, I, I would hope that he would make the, the right decision. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen on that because, you know, I'm certain he's keeping a lot of things close to the breath, to, to his breast. He's uh, He knows that anything he does and says against the Republicans, they're just going to see it as another opportunity to cry foul and, like, they're being so uh, treated, treated unfairly and yeah. all of that, you know. And you never... I think that there are a lot of people who have gotten in trouble... Uh, for the insurrection, the attempted coup, and it could have been much worse. What if uh, Mike Pence, even though his uh, accepting of the election results is just ceremonial, what if he had played along with the MAGA crowd, January 6th insurrectionists, and Uh said, no, I'm not going to accept this uh, Joe Biden as president, you know? What if he had played? What if a, a lot of people along the Republican right wing had played along in the House of Representatives? I'm sure certain people like Jim Jordan and Matt Gates from here in Florida and Marjorie Taylor Greene did uh, give a wink and a nod and, and played along behind the scenes, but then hide their hands and make it look like they weren't involved, which a lot of that happened. But you never know what case is being made by the Attorney General. I think today is Judiciary Day when the Congress back in 1789 created the Office of Attorney General and the whole judiciary system, and it has worked against uh, those who were enslaved, people of color, uh, American Indians. It's, It's done a lot to hurt. So we'll see if times have really changed and if this guy is really building a case uh, against what happened in terms of a coup because that was the first time that was not a, a nonviolent or that was the first time that was a violent transfer of power in right. this country. So and they better stay on top of it. <laughs> There's a lot of dissension talk in that in that in in uh, in that administration. A lot. You talk about taking down the Constitution and right. and everything else, and and that was really bad. Uh, so you know, no matter stay what your viewpoint it. is, you know this is we are in this country together, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very dangerous. What just happened? What just happened? And mm-hmm. it looked bad in the eyes of the rest of the world. Um, there's very little that can that can be said. Um, to matter of fact, there's nothing that can be said truthfully to justify what happened that day. If those guards had been killed, All right? Then what would have been? What would have been the thing? It, and, and okay, let's flip the script. We people have said it, so I'm gonna put it out there anyway. If those had been black folks that did what what happened, oh, for sure, everybody would have been massacred. The military would have been put in the street. They would have been it. shooting them. Not just the Capitol Police. Dead in the daggone street. No question about it. Hey, let's get to these calls. A lot of them. <laughs> go ahead, yeah, call let's go. it. Thirty seconds. Call. Let's go. Is that me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that me? Yes. I'm Joel, and I thank you for the forum. Uh, I need more than 30 seconds, though. Can I get it? Quickly, go ahead. Quickly, quickly, Joe. Uh, Well, I got a lot to say. I'm a teacher, and you've been uh, been, uh, shedding light on uh, on a lot of problems, and we're hearing a lot of truth seekers, and I like it. But through (laughs) my window, as a teacher, uh, we need a lot more than that. And it, it has to do with our children and what we feed them. 
and and how we teach them to grow with purpose. We have responsibility. There's a lot of things that are broken in this country, and it doesn't work. And you've been showing light on that. But what we need to do is build our children to, to get them healthy, to do the important work that's needed for the future. I need more than 30 seconds. I, I've, been, I've been teaching for 34 years. I got a lot more that I could share. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're going to we're going to uh, on, on our next show. We're going to give you a chance to do that. Okay, call in. Call if you can call a little earlier, then we can we can do it. Okay, but we got to get ready to wrap up. Well, thank you for the forum and thank you for the light that you're shedding on on all these bad people. But they don't <laughs> need to uh, they don't need to continue uh, keeping on. Absolutely, do the right thing. And thank you. Absolutely, thank you, thank you, and thank you for your service as a teacher. Definitely. All right, back to the telephone calls before we get out of here. It's 947. We're looking for your calls. Go ahead, call. Man, 30 seconds. I can do it. <laughs> Let's First hear it. First of all, everybody has to always remember that there is no liberal media in the corporate mainstream. The only real journalism is this show, similar shows, uh, investigative journalism like ProPublica and a few other operations in which truth is exposed. As far as the talk show world, go, world goes, Sunday Forum is the least censored and has the most intelligent and well-spoken hosts. And no, I'm not paid to say this. I'm a professional media person. My evaluation is objectively true. Number two, we have a, a much smarter and uh, more attractive, more clever, better marketed Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Borbert, right here in Pinellas County as our congressional representative. Her name, Anna Polina Luna Tick. Yeah. And uh, she is being exposed by a Democratic candidate who just started to oppose her and is writing on that website I told that you guys should write on called the Daily Cause, K-O-S. And he's exposing that she is directly tied to Putin, as is Trump, etc. Anna Polina Luna, just as terrible as Boebert and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene, but not no. stupid enough to grope her, her boyfriend's crotch in a public theater. <laughs> So um, we'll call you back next week. Your show continues to be superlative and your breadth of knowledge about the his. I would guarantee you one thing, an article that you guys could write, especially Walter, with your history background. I would bet you you could find direct parallels of black slave uprisings and other black protests that would be somewhat similar to a January 6th, except much more righteously justified, and that the police immediately came and put it down with a brutal massacre. I bet there's about 20 incidents at least that the white folks on January 6th, the Trump white folks continue to be, when they're getting three years for uh, attacking a police officer, black people get death in the street for even kicking at a police officer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. You are absolutely right about that. You are absolutely okay, right brothers. about that. Keep on being the best. We hope to see you next week. All right. Hey, thanks, Don. Peace Thank to you. All right. More calls. Go, go ahead, let's caller. Go, let's go. 30 seconds. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see if we can do it. All right. Uh, since I got 30 seconds, I, I'll call back next week because I got a lot to say. But listen, earlier you did a thing with uh, Al Jarreau. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the Jazz Singer movie came out. And oh, yeah. Neil Diamond was the jazz singer. And then Al Jarreau did his jazz singer. There's no comparison. No, there absolutely is no comparison. There's I no like comparison. Neil Diamond, but uh, not as much as I love Al Jarreau. <laughs> For real. Hey, That's listen, right. I, last, last night, I'll be quick. Last night, I was watching a documentary on the Panthers, okay? Mm -hmm. Up until 1966. African-American studies was not taught in school. But you know who pushed that? That's right, the Panthers. His name Bobby Steele and Huey Newton. That's right. That's right. Merritt, at Merritt College in Northern California. Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay, talk to y'all next week. All, All right. right. All right. Thanks, Thank Doc. you. Next call. 
Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Uru. Uru, Uru. Brother African, what's going on? What's going on, Brother African? You know what it is. All right, all right. Um, I can't stop. Right quick. Um, last week, we had, a, I think it was last week, we had Brother Akil on the show. Whatever week it was, though, you mentioned that, uh, you know, uh, we need uh, counterparts. And I'm kind of echoing what Connie just said a few moments ago about this fear. Not only do uh, many African professionals and people of prominence, et cetera, fear backlash and attacks from white people, we also fear the possibility that we, uh, that we can do uh, for ourselves what we must do for ourselves because oftentimes when we see our, uh, you know, Africans who are able to meander through the morass to uh, so-called become people of prominence and professionals instead of revering them, we revile them. And a lot of us who, you know, when we see these counterparts, you know, um, uh, uh, move away from our communities because a lot of times white people entice them with the carrot and they'll bring the stick behind them. But often, more often than that, so many of us isolate and alienate those sisters and brothers who managed to make it. And so now we isolate them from our community and they isolate themselves from our community and they fear that we could ever come together and do for ourselves. And they say stuff like we need them and we need them and we need others. And the reality is, like Sister Connie said, what we have to do is organize in our own interests and see that we can never align our interests with our colonizers and expect our colonizers to align in, in, in expectation that our colonizers will align their their um their uh their goals without, you know, so, yeah, we, we have to, I, I really appreciate that comment by the sister comrade. Yeah, right. absolutely. Uhuru, brother. Um, you know what? Uh, John Henry Clark said, we cannot expect the person who colonized you to work to give you power. All right. Uh, hey, yeah. Clearly, because sure. they will fight to maintain power by any means necessary. Absolutely. And, uh, but it also depends also on the ferocity of the resistance. Exactly. You know, so no matter what they do, what we do to resist is paramount. And, you know, the idea of getting organized, we need to talk more about how to do that because there are many ways to organize. There's many ways to stand in solidarity and empower yourselves uh, by taking on a lot of these daunting issues, but definitely organize, organize, organize. Absolutely. Let's go to this last call. Call. Hello. Hey, yes. how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. I, I didn't realize I'd get online, but you guys have a great show. I love it every every week. And from a guy who's who's uh, you know in the demographic who should typically be considered, you know, on the street, you figure I was a Trump. I was like. That stuff is abhorrent. It's the worst thing that ever happened in America. But I would call everybody's attention to, like, the last gasp of the Reconstruction in, in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I believe it was 1878, about November 12th, when uh, this was the model for November 6th, where they had a, a white supremacist, Klan-led uh, overturning of an election results where they had a progressive, you know, Slate of candidates, Afri African Americans, freed, freed slaves who had been elected to office, and they were over for these African American candidates and Republicans who'd been elected a, in a, a platform of, you know, advancement, you know, progressive. So the model has been followed for a while. And also the Maidan revolution in, in Ukraine recently. So, you know, these people are very dangerous and they're not done. And they'll yeah. be back if we don't put them down now. You guys do a really great job. I really appreciate your show so much. Thank you, brothers, for spreading the word. and Keep up the good work, would you? For sure, man. Thank you, thank you, and thank you so much. This is Chris from Clearwater. <laughs> All right, Chris. Hang in there. Peace, love, brothers. All right, you. See, see? All right. Yeah, Chris is a perfect example of how you know even those you think are part of the white base were abhorred by a lot of what's going on. Oh yeah, man. From them, so you know that's an opportunity for that's more. You should, you should be mortified. Yeah, they should be mortified. And this he's right. The Wilmington, North Carolina uprising, racist riot that took place in the eighteen seventies. The uh, that was absolutely true. They were the white power of the uh, the white people just did not want. 
to be ruled by anybody of African yeah, descent. Not. They just absolutely. were not going to do that. That was their stated, expressed goal for the violence. They were not going to be dominated, ruled by anybody of African descent. Sure. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday form. Hi, good morning, Simon. Uh, I, I'm amused by the entertainment. Uh, you should watch the YouTube John Henry Clark versus uh, Mary Lifkowitz's debate. And also, as far as the introduction of African studies to universities, that was done by Melville Herkowitz out of Northwestern, which has the highest number of documents in Africana studies. Again, a white man. The highest number of documents? Yes, at Northwestern. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Okay. Melville mm-hmm. Herkowitz. You always seem to think our tourists, uh, the gentleman from New York Public Schools, the Northwestern uh, document stores, sources is much greater than the one out in New York. Okay. All right. I'll check it out. I'll definitely right. check it out. Hey, thank yeah. you very much, Simon. We appreciate your call. Yep. Bye. All right. All right. Peace to you. All right. There are quite a few student uprisings ever since that California, Northern California oh, uprising. Yeah. And so, you know. And that was... A, that was Rough. <laughs> yes, it was. They was called rough. in the police to uh, look like the military. Oh, man. Just to put them down. Oh, and man. The, the, I think the university hired an, a Japanese-American administrator to do it. Yes. <laughs> to put another person of color to yeah. crush it that sure descent. Did. It sure did. I was listening to the documentary uh, online mm-hmm. and watched it on TV. I, I've done both. And literally, he he... he his description of what he did. <laughs> and I was like, I was blown, like, dude, really? Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's, I mean. And now we're we're repeating history because, right. you know, that's why we need Black Panther-minded people because, you know, the fight is on, the struggle is real. You self-determination, know? Mm-hmm. self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I bring people's attention to the um, the Tampa Bay um, criminal justice summit uh, dealing with re-entry simulation uh, mm-hmm. and very very important uh, Barrymore Hotel 111 West Fortune Street October 20th 9am to 2pm um, I, I urge people to check that out we need to know more about what's going on and, and, and what we need to do in order to help with the re-entry process as citizens uh who are coming back into society, who have been institutionalized, are trying to get back into society effectively and become effective and productive citizens. And the other thing that I want to bring to people's attention again is the is the fact that we have a uh, we have a new solar microgrid going in, the first one in any black community in the entire state of Florida, right here in Hillsborough County. Uh, that project, Green Strike, is is what the project is known as. There will be a press conference on that on that project. It will uh, it has three phases to it. Uh, the first phase is to get those people who are returning citizens and veterans to come in as as uh, as employees. Uh, we start out with a couple of them first as a part of the template to see how well it works, and then it will expand from there, right? And then the next thing is to do the wraparound services. There are assessments that have to be done with the community. But we're in the community and we're working in the community. We're getting our hands, as they say, dirty. We're in the trenches. And we got to be in the trenches, folks. You got to get in there and do what needs to be done. And as always, and I, I encourage that. I really encourage that. As always, uh, from my voice to the radio waves, to the hearts and the minds of the people, we love you. And there's not one single solitary thing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. This is WMNF Tampa. Next up, the postmodern hootenanny. Yeah. Peace to everybody out there.